so he was also in Zombieland, Jesse Eisenberg. He was, right? Right? Is this, uh, do you think this is maybe a prequel to Zombieland? Adventureland became Zombieland. It is, they're both theme parks. I don't know. I think you can make the case that he had more of an adventure in Zombieland than in Adventureland. I think you can also make the case that Kristen Stewart is more like a zombie than any of the zombies in Zombieland. This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> that was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. All right, welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. This one's not going to go well. I can tell you right from the start. Bienvenidos. Okay. I'm trying to learn how to maybe spice up a little bit here instead of just always saying welcome back. I feel like that's a that's a cultural stereotype. You well, just did I Spanish am marrying and, into a Spanish speaking family. So you're saying that Spanish speaking people only like spicy things. And their food is quite spicy, although I do like that. They have only spicy food. Is that what you're saying? That is not what I'm saying. You're saying that. <laughs> you're saying I don't know why I feel so combative already. So next episode will be a public apology of, of mine. I'm I think sure. it's already time. Yeah. Ah, you might well, as well get ahead of it. Let's just run with it and see what happens. See what the response is. Maybe it'll drive ratings. Maybe. Well, I'm Chet. I'm here with Rodney, not Lyndon. He is across the pond where he lives mm-hmm. and couldn't join us this week. But, you know, he and Lindsay are coming to visit us in like a month's time. Yeah. We did the math really quick. We, we were like, oh, wow, maybe it'll be the 100th episode. And then we realized, wow, we're really bad at math. That's not how weeks work. <laughs> Might be the 90th episode. If we get two out a week for the next If we do something that we weeks. haven't been doing for a really long time, then yeah. I think we did two a week one time. And we were like, eh, that's probably not great. Mm. That, like, they kind of take away from one another. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, I, I'm excited for them to come, though. It's going to be fun. We've had a lot of a lot of people stay at your house since I've lived since I've lived there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people we don't even know. I feel like we need to circle back to this and tell a story another time. There's there's definitely a story about a Christmas tree farmer from Prague who stayed at the house. We'll come back to that another time. Another time. Another time. Because right. speaking of time, uh, here at Down the Hall Podcast, we save you time. Finding we do. a movie to watch 115 hours, to be exact. And uh, we do that because we're saving you the time of having to look for something to watch because we just tell you this is what to watch. Chad, if I were going to give you 115 hours back in your life, you said you have a good answer today. What is it? Well, I have I have an answer today. You, I, I'm just you decide if it's good. I've gotten into a couple like a couple games on my iPhone here, mm. um, but they're not new ones. Uh, in fact, they're not even kind of new. Mm. Uh, Words with Friends. I've been playing a lot lately, and 2048. I don't even know who you're playing. Well, I know 2048 is not. Yeah, it's like, me versus myself. That, that's you versus yourself. So Words with Friends, you said like, oh, uh, hey, I'm really into this now. It's I called am. It's this game called Words with Friends. I was like, yeah, everyone no, I didn't knows. Say that you, you did, and you joke. also talked about 2048. You said I you mentioned 2048 as if I never heard of it. I was like, yeah, Chet, no, Ron, I downloaded that five years ago. Well, listen, and I played it for a solid three months, and that's that's what most normal people did. They don't pick it up ten years later. You know, I don't, I'm sick of this already because I don't want to live in a world where I need to be confined to a certain year to play a certain game. It's I want not to live that. in a world it's, where it's free and It's fun. the fact that you brought it up to me as if, like, I would have never heard it. Like, okay, you've got to hear this game called 2048. Rodney, Bro, I played that game five years ago, a solid half decade ago. <laughs> that's right. a way of mentioning well, time, you right? You know what? I'm going to, I've been playing it. Mm. I've gotten to 1024. 
a number of times, but well never done. 2048. So yeah. I, I assure you that once I get to 2048, you and the listeners will know. You are now playing it in an era where they have a back button. I don't know if you know that. There's like a, you can like a reverse. button? Yeah, you can like reverse a move on that. Come on now. When I played. Get out of here. That you can button reverse didn't exist. a move? That's, no, that's yeah. not true. You, it is true. You're making things Dave up. Dave Pichet has you told me. You are a liar and Dave Pichet has, doesn't talk to you so p.s and i don't know i mean we should have put it up for a vote um if i knew how to work social media maybe i could have done is words with friends like i wonder are you playing with like the only like good people left now or are you playing yes. it's you a, say it's yes a, confidently no. i think you might be playing with like <laughs> uh-uh. the people who like Mm-mm. stuck around long enough to nope. get like the crappy competition because all not. the good people won enough Mm-mm. it's it's a very lonely island of just like the victors over the years that lived there and i've I've approached and I've played some of them and I've beaten them here and there, but mostly I just get trounced by all of mm. them. So mm. anyway, we're here to help you take back movie night. That's what I would do with my extra time. I would keep learning how to get better at Words of Friends 2048. Uh, but this week we have a movie night pick for you. We have one to avoid. Uh, we have a, a Rodney voice of the week. We have a topic to get to that we asked you, the listeners, to uh, help us out with. So all of that said, we're about to jump into it. Rodney, it, I can tell you want to say something else. It just, it feels like if we did like an episode recommending The Godfather or something. Like that's what you telling me about Words with Friends. Like, hey, I'm into this new game. Words a lot of people friends. like The Godfather. A lot of people like it. Yeah. Well, it's well, like if we recommended fair, it as if it was net new to a whole bunch of people. Well, Rodney, I need you to get more accurate with your insults because A... It's Words with Friends 2, so it would probably be The Godfather 2. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. All right, and the movie of the week is Adventureland. What, what am I supposed to do? I'm not even qualified for manual labor. Life after college is not exactly what James expected. I don't have much work experience. James? Wait, that's not right. James? Yeah. Wait, except in this t-shirt, you are... Hired. Now, you'll get to deal with exciting career opportunities. Nasty. You'll get better at avoiding that. On the job training. You get a five-minute bathroom break every two hours. I recommend saving a few of those up in case you have to go number two. This movie can be found on Netflix. It is uh, an older one, 2009. Mm. Uh, I feel confident recommending it this week. Not because... (laughs) When Words with Friends was new. Hey, all right. So now we're just picking low-hanging fruit. Always. Uh, so I feel confident recommending it because this is not... I mean, I feel like we have three different types of movies we recommend. We have, like, the deep finds that you definitely wouldn't know about otherwise, like Dusky Paradise or Night Owls. Um, but then you also have ones that probably could be considered for awards, like Mudbound and Wind River, etc. But then you also have this third category, which I find fun, which are sort of like, okay, look, this is not your critically acclaimed movie. This is one maybe you've heard of before, but it is definitely worth your movie night. It's just a lot of fun, worth your time, pop it on. At the end of the week, you're going to enjoy it. Mm. That's where this falls into. So it does star um, two people that mostly are hated. Uh, that would be Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Uh, but I actually think that this one is is really strong because of its supporting cast, like Ryan Reynolds, Kristen Wiig, and Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is directed by Greg Matola, who directed Superbad. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's a comedy, drama, romance, uh, less than two hours long, like an hour and 47 minutes. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what this movie's about? Yeah, so it's like a uh, summer coming-of-age movie. Um, you know, it has a good summer feel. I mean, I guess Dirty Little Secret, we actually did this as a bundle, I think, 
probably last summer, right? Oh, we talked about it as like a summer movies pick, you yeah, know, like with like a few others, but circling back, I feel like it needs more attention. Yeah, I did see it recently on a list of like best streamable movies. Right, I right. feel like we need to give credit. So anyway, it's um, you know, the basically the story of this kid who kind of comes from a, a well-to-do or, or wealthy family, basically, and you know, he's uh, like a pretty intelligent kid getting ready to go to an Ivy League school, and then realizes that his parents have had like a, a setback and he now has to go get a job for the summer, right? So he's kind of ill-prepared for for the workforce and anything. And the place that he winds up uh, working is this, this summer theme park. And it becomes just this like story of him working in that summer theme park, working to make money, but then obviously meeting and interacting with a whole lot of new people that, that he hadn't before. And there's just a, a whole ton of you know fun interactions yeah. and, and and fun it's, stuff happening at, at this theme park. Yeah, it's your it's your it's your comedy you know coming of age summer movie like summer job like it's just nostalgic, right? Mm-hmm. I, I so you you talk about how you like would never get sick of like romantic comedies. Yeah, right. I I tend to agree with that, but more so for me, it's definitely coming of age movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, co- you know, they can be you know com- comedic or dramatic, but this one's a little bit of both. I love coming of age movies and i i don't love jesse eisenberg but right. i just love the feel of like summertime like what's your favorite what do you think is your favorite part of it is it is it know. like, like the, relating to yourself or like relating to your own memories coming of age or i think it's it, it's very um i mean certainly at at, at that age it would have been relatable but now looking back it's more nostalgia i don't mm-hmm. know the feeling you know, like breakfast club or saint elmo's fire which are classics and then like juno um and we we've talked about a bunch of coming of age movies i think on the mm-hmm. show um what i like about them i think the most is like just you, there's something about like you know edge of 17 even there's something about like that awkward teenage years oftentimes set in like a school setting or a summer setting where i don't know you can you can just feel what they're feeling like we, we either have all been there or are currently there right mm-hmm. so whether yeah. you're that age or post that age it's it's always feels relatable maybe yeah. presently so or yeah, I think or laced with nostalgia. I think yeah, now right. it's more nostalgia. I feel like I think part of it is that for me, the, what I enjoy is like you can watch it with like the emotion is really heavy and true because you kind of remember the the emotions of that own age. Like everything seems so big at the time, while also then as you get older, kind of the ability to kind of step back and know like, well, I mean, you're just sixteen, seventeen. Like you're gonna be fine. Like you got you, right. have, pl- you have plenty of years. Like this ultimately all isn't going to affect your life as dramatically as it feels, you know, in the moment. So there is something kind of nice about um, the movies where you can see it and, and kind of feel that emotion, but then also probably know like, it's okay. Like, you know, it's, it's a lot of real emotion, but you know, maybe not as, as dramatic as, you know, we feel it at that particular age. But um, anyway, I think this one is a really fun one. I love the theme park setting. Um, you know, it's like, it's, you know, boy meets girl. Uh, type of movie right and all that goes into it yeah and then you have kind of the older you know like you have other characters at the theme park who are now older and have been working there for a while you know there's there's a lot of other stories that are interwoven into all of the different relationships and um you know definitely worth movie night yeah definitely worth your time yeah you know short easily accessible especially in the summer a lot of fun and that's the other thing too things are starting to get warmer out there like i don't know it, this is i feel like i would enjoy this less in january than i would now yeah you know, i feel like some, somewhere someone lives in like a climate that's warmer all the time and they're like what are they talking yeah, about it mean? gets warmer yeah, it's it would be, what we mean is that there's not ice on our cars when we come outside in the yeah we, we no longer are frozen yeah. 
All right, man. So what did you give it on a scale from one to 10? Uh, I gave it a seven, which seven? means, yeah, you know, enjoyed it. Um, I'd be lying. Jesse Eisenberg grates on my nerves. Uh, I think in this particular role, there's been a few roles that I've seen him in that even it's like a, a purpose. Say he's yeah. supposed to grate on your nerves. Yeah, and then yeah. other like, times well, he's it's perfect just, in, uh, in the social network. He's, yeah. he is, he is at Mark Zuckerberg in that he, you know, he, anyway, but beyond just grating on the nerves, you know, it is like, I, I don't ever really want to root for him. I feel like it's probably a challenge for me, but it doesn't really matter. Cause I don't think that that defines this movie, right. you know, as much as just the entire story and mm-hmm. the different characters. And so, um, it's a, it's a seven for me. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Seven out of 10. Very enjoyable, uh, memorable. We watched it like a year ago and I found myself thinking about it a ton ever since then. So mm-hmm. when I saw it on the, on the list of best streamable movies, I thought, you know, it's definitely time to circle back and, yeah. and make that an episode seven out of 10. So what did IMDb have it as? So IMDb right now, it's a 6.8. So, so right where we yeah, are. Yeah, we're, we're, we're right there. Yeah, we've um, talked about before, like, comedies have a hard time getting higher higher ratings. They, yeah, they right? do. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, but we say seven is a good threshold for us of like, okay, that's when it's a really high score. Or, right. Know, a good score. So 6.8. Right. You know, right below that, but yeah. I think. I mean, a good barometer. Representative. For, for that, though, is usually to also then compare it with the professional's uh, opinion. Nice transition. You like that? Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Lows entirely. I like you a lot. On uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now, it has an eighty-eight percent. Okay, so that's really good. You know, when you consider what you know, the actual critical reviews say about it, you know, it's a movie that certainly is considered, you know, predominantly a, a very good movie. What I like is that we choose which we like better: the fans' ratings or the critic ratings, based Always. on what serves our agenda. Every time. And this I mean, time, it's definitely the critics' ratings. I mean, yeah. they're the professionals. We yeah. got to trust them. Listen, in life, it's all about having metrics to define, to defend yeah. what you want to say. Data and stats only matter when it serves your agenda. Exactly. And you throw out the rest. So let's see what the best and worst had to say. Now, I'm not Lyndon, so I can't do this with such posh, uh, but I'll try. Um, so let's start with the worst review because we want to end on a positive note. Uh, Rodney, the worst review actually came from our very own Boston Globe. Oh. Yeah. It says, harmless enough. Well, that's good. So already he's like, yeah, it's harmless. It's not going to hurt anyone. Uh, good. Uh, I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Harmless enough. But indie comedy sounds like something better seen at Urban Outfitters than at a movie theater. I don't believe that man's ever walked into an Urban Outfitters. <laughs> Does he know what an Urban Outfitters is? Like, what are do they play movies at Urban Outfitters? Then again, I, I haven't been sure. to an Urban Outfitters, so I don't know. You've never been to an Urban Outfitters? I have seen them, but I've never You've been You've never inside. been into Urban Outfitters? No. What? No, I've never been inside one. What? I mean, I'm not saying it's like a can't-miss experience, but that seems odd. I know about them, but oh, I... I know that. I'm not asking if you are aware of them. We're, we're on I've the just same never page. had anything that like needed me, that, that necessitated me going into an Urban Outfitters. Okay. Is that odd? Yeah, it is. I need... Yes, it How is. many times have you been to an Urban Outfitters? You're asking me how many times I've been... Inside, uh, multiple between one and multiple. No, now, now I'm going to grill you on this. Have you bought anything from an urban outfit? Yeah, definitely. More than ten? More than ten things? No, more than ten times. Have you yes. been to an Yeah, definitely. Which it's, location did it's you a go trendy to? Store. What is going on right now? Because I'm now wondering. Know now we're at to what vocation? I've been to ones in New York. I've been to the one in in Legacy Place a million times. There used to be one in North Attleboro. I'd go to a lot. Yeah. What I, are we doing here? Because I, I just, I, I can't figure out what location, like at what point in your life you were going there a lot. So now, so it's been how many times to I've now what location to now what point in my life? Yeah. Um, probably earlier college, late high school. 
Earlier college, late high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, like when this movie, like right in that time frame of how J- old Jesse Eisenberg was. Yeah. In Adventureland. Yeah. No, I just it's never it was never a, a store that I felt I needed to go to. Well, best review came from the Chicago Tribune. It says, "A sweet, sharp coming of age romance. Adventureland is a little warmer, a little funnier." and a lot more truthful than the last 20 or 30 years of its kind, especially its Hollywood kind. Wow. 20 or 30 years of its kind. Jeez, so this came out pretty, in 2009. That's a rave review, so 20 years. Pro- so it's saying like since the 80s, mm-hmm. this person's favorite coming of age movie. Huh. No. I don't know that there were a lot that I can remember in the 90s. I mean, when was Ferris Bueller? I mean, it's probably in the 80s. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Chicago Tribune. Great review. They loved it. Yeah. Uh, we did ask the listeners because Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart are not universally liked. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to ask the listeners a question that we ask a lot of our guests, which is which celebrity annoys you the most? Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. I mean, we got a lot here. Um, so Shelby in Massachusetts, she said, um, I'll never turn down the opportunity to tell people Keanu Reeves is the worst. The worst. All caps. Keanu Reeves. I mean, he's just a bad actor, right? And then it's funny because then there was like a string of comments underneath arguing about whether or not Keanu Reeves is actually the worst. Um, uh, Paul Paul from Kansas City says uh, Adam Sandler is the worst. Uh, Jenny from Colorado Springs says Amy Schumer, which I will co-sign. And she also mentions Kristen Stewart. So on point tonight. Uh, someone else. Who is this? Hawan Ikatame. Who is that person? We do have like listeners in countries Ikotani. that i don't understand how oh that's finding. the that's a celebrity no that's the person who uh responded they said amy schumer and nicholas cage but i don't know who this person is yeah, why would don't. we know who all of our listeners are i guess that's true was it on facebook uh yeah um but i don't know who all of them are ivy said adam sandler and katherine heigl <laughs> katherine heigl is actually a sneaky good one I, I for some reason she aggravates me too a lot of amy schumer votes derek from colorado uh amy schumer troy I love Troy from Kansas City. He says Vince Vaughn and Lena Dunham. Vince you know Vaughn. Funny? Lena Dunham. Yeah, Vincent Vaughn. I know, but what 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 did he ever do to anybody? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Lena Dunham was an answer that uh, one of our guests gave. I forget who it was. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Hannah in Pennsylvania says, "Did uh, she she have like political opinions or something that people didn't like?" Or Amy she? Adams. Yeah, I think she's. I think that actually, you know what? You're right. I think that's politically driven because a coworker. That was their answer, and they said it was because of politics. Oh, really? Yeah. Amy, or their husband's answer. Amy Adams? Yeah, Amy Adams. Yeah. What'd she ever do? I don't I don't know. I don't think that the question was, like, which celebrity hurt you? No, I, I know, which but... celebrity annoys you But, the you know, like, a lot of these are easy, but then don't, some of them are a little surprising, right? Yeah. Um, maybe. Paul, this one kind of surprised me, because I don't want this person to ever stop. Uh, Paul in Virginia said Gary Busey. I don't know what I would do without Gary Busey. I think he's hilarious because he's just a, a train wreck. I think our lives would go on s- smoothly without Gary Busey. Well, I don't want to have to find out. I don't mean to say pass away. I just mean to say, like, if you weren't in the limelight. So uh, Craig from the Take Two podcast, he says, like, he doesn't like normal guy Ben Stiller. He likes his characters, but doesn't really care for the actor. Hmm. I Is he drastically different than his characters? Um. I think so. I don't know that I've ever seen him in like a normal setting, like even like an inner, like I don't think I've ever heard him interviewed just regular. That's fine. 
Um, and then <laughs> Ryan uh, Sir Softy Wood from London. His uh, celebrity that annoys him the most is our very own Lyndon Wells. Ooh, I was I was curious if if uh, we counted as celebrities or not. Now, who's your point. who's your celebrity that annoys you the most besides Lyndon? Um, besides you, yeah, besides um, me and Lyndon. I mean, I guess Jesse Eisenberg is right up there. He is honest. up there for me. I mean, I, if Jesse Eisenberg, I I don't really like the way that he speaks in movies or in real life because it's all the same. Yeah, it's the same delivery, and I just don't understand. I don't understand his appeal. I've never wanted to staple somebody's lips together, but Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, or like zip them shut. Yeah. Well, yeah. also Michael Sarah because he reminds me of Jesse Eisenberg. And then Daniel Tosh, because he reminds me of Michael Sarah, who reminds me of Jesse Eisenberg. I'm realizing something about myself. Yeah. All of my hate for celebrities has to do with Jesse Eisenberg. Is it rooted in Jesse Eisenberg or rooted in Jan- Daniel Tosh or rooted in Michael Sarah? Uh, I think Eisenberg. I also don't like Amy Schumer. I, I don't know the connection between she and Eisenberg, but I'm confident there is one. Yeah, I don't. Amy Schumer doesn't bother me as much. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I do know what it is. It's just, everything about her is what it is. <laughs> Uh, not a fan of Seth Rogen. Um, not a particular fan of Seth Rogen. Again, somehow I tie that back to Jesse Eisenberg. What about, uh, what about James Franco? Where do you stand? James you know, it's Franco? funny. Someone brought up James Franco yesterday as one of the, uh, celebrities that annoys him the most. He's got, he's got, he's got some sides of him that bother me. You know a what it very is? punchable forehead. You know what it is? It's not even the punchable forehead. I'll tell you what it is about James Franco that gets me is I feel like people routinely want to tell you how smart he is. Have you heard this? Never. You've never? Wow. So you're not into it. Cause Sorry, he, I was shopping at Urban Outfitters. Yeah, you it. must have missed it. Because people routinely will tell you, because I think he has like multiple degrees from like different, like like multiple master's degrees from different universities. Are they like honorary degrees? No, no, no. Like about? I think he like actually started like at Columbia and uh-huh. I think some Ivy, some other Ivy League schools or something. Sure. Which, first of all, I'm like, like good for him like i don't you know like i don't particularly but at the same time part of me goes like yeah I, I, he can get into those schools if he wants like i'm sure like i'm sure it's not difficult for james franco to go apply and be admitted to any school that he wants to go to and he's got the money to do it it's not like it's costing it like it's not like it's how do we feel about dave franco l- less pretentious i feel like there's some side of james franco whether it's f- people do it for him or not like that I'm so sick of t- hearing about James Franco and how intelligent he is. Did we have a conversation about this before? I, I think feel like so. We may have. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that. Um, but yeah. Okay. So thank you to all the listeners for joining in on that conversation. Those are always available to you on Facebook and Twitter. So you can find us on Twitter down the hall guys. And we're on Facebook as well. Love getting those listener interactions. Cause typically they're pretty funny. And in this case, we just have like a slew of people that our listeners don't like. Uh, and I think top of the list seem to be Amy Schumer. No, I thought Jesse Eisenberg. We just had about 18 Jesse Eisenberg, and we just re- realized well, you and that. I said Jesse Eisenberg. No one else really did. We didn't have one other I- I Jesse Eisenberg? I don't even think one. I don't even think mm. one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Let's put I, Jesse at the top of the list. It's, do you think he's tall enough to ride this ride? You know, like in, Any in, ride? in theme parks where they have the thing? You I don't know how tall. tall he is. How do you feel about roller coasters, by the way? Love them. You do? Oh my god! I, I know this. You understand that for like four them. years, for four years, there has been a, summertime has come around, and I've looked at all of my friends who are now all adults, and I've realized like, oh, I'm the only child left in the group. Like nobody wants to go to Six Flags with me, and that's a place that is not appropriate to go. Like as an older oh, man, I'll definitely as go an with adult you. man, I'll definitely go with you. Right, I'll definitely go. 
Yeah, I feel like you say that now, but I, like when push comes to shove, there's not well, going to be a day that you're actually available. To I go. just don't love roller coasters. I don't love the yeah, way so they then, feel. Because the whole time so you're then like, why would you go? Ah, it, it just but like you and it hurt and you just feel sick. Like not like scared, but sick. Like I I don't understand the phrase when people say, "Oh, that was an emotional roller coaster." I don't get that because is there another type of roller coaster? Because all of them are very emotional experiences for me. I don't I, like them. I know. And so why would you want to go to Six Flags? Because I'm your friend and I have your back and I'll go to Six Flags. See, I and, think when push will, comes to shove, you're going to realize power that. power through. No, but here's the thing is I don't. down the hall podcast. Here's the thing. Oh, I mean, like if you're going to ride the rides, but if you're just going to like yeah, not ride. Yeah, what else am I going to do? Buy corn dogs? Yeah, just Actually, like I'll probably stand, buy some corn dogs. Yeah, I used to have people that would stand in line and then like when the ride would come, they'd just like, w- like step across and be like, all right, I'll wait here. Yeah, I mean, I've done that once or twice, but for you, I'll go. I'll go. I, I, I'm in. Count me in. All right. Uh, but we also have a movie to avoid because each week we try to help you take back movie night from both sides. You know, one to watch and, you know, how to not waste your time. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on. Shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. All right, Rodney. So you know how I, I mentioned that I saw uh, Adventureland on a list of like best streamable movies? You did. You know what I also saw? So this is what we do. When we when we say a movie to avoid, we don't just find movies we don't like. We find ones that like other websites are promoting as as like the you know worth your time. You know what I saw on one of those lists? Hellboy two. What are we doing? I don't what? know. I've never seen Hellboy what? one or what two. Do we do? You don't need to see either one of them. They're both awful. I mean, at least I can it's see. A, it's the character. He's big, red, and has horns, right? Right, right like cut off horns, mm-hmm. like stubs. Exactly. He. I can understand why Hellboy one might be one that people like, but just because if they like the character, I guess. But like, there was a stretch there of superhero movies before, you know, probably before like the MCU, where, gosh, they were so bad, like so. And Terrible. the MCU is the Marvel Cinematic University. Yeah. Hellboy 2. <laughs> Enroll now at MCU. Uh, no, the, Hellboy 2, honestly, Rodney, was one of the worst. And this is not me being hyperbolic. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. I remember going to see it in the theater. Didn't want to. Saw it with Dan, brother Dan, mm-hmm. and Dave Fichet, who you already referenced. Weird that he's come up twice in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Do not watch Hellboy 2. So the story of Hellboy awful. too. He like why did they cut off his horns? Does that eliminate his power? I don't remember why, but it, it doesn't eliminate his power. It's not Samson. <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. Now, uh, right, he be- looked ridiculous. The so- big stumps on his head. <laughs> That's all I ever remember thinking. But you know what? Can I be honest? <laughs> I know. I know. Everyone listening is gonna be so pissed. The first time. <laughs> First time I saw, <laughs> oh wow, live action Shrek is that what you thought? No, the first time I saw the Avengers trailer, <laughs> the new one. There's new a one? character that walked in. There's a character that walks onto the screen that I was like, oh, Hellboy, yeah, Thanos. Doesn't he look like Hellboy, Rodney? Even at the most elementary yeah. levels, like one's purple and one is like red. Okay, they're very brightly colored individuals. I'm sorry, Hellboy came out when a, a decade and a half ago, Rodney. They're color coordinated. Like, you just have to know which one's the red one and which one's a purple one. I'm not asking you to remember names. I I know, but I'm just saying, like, you're telling me that it's unreasonable that I thought that the person highly, who walked on the... Highly unreasonable. I just wondered where the stumps went. Highly unreasonable. I just was wondering where the horn stumps went. You thought that Hellboy was the, in Avengers, the new Avengers, and that when your I second first, thought was, huh, 
They shaved down his stumps. <laughs> when he Not, walked, oh wow, he's purple now. When he walked onto the screen, I think in that trailer, I remember thinking like, "Oh, is that Hellboy?" And I wonder if they've like made a modification to like make his horns look different. You know what's funny is I don't know what made me think about this, but uh, you know, you know, I've been driving for Uber lately, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I picked somebody up last night in Boston, and you know, she had a very thick Boston accent, and one of the things she said to me was, oh, "You don't sound like you're from around here." Yeah, where are you from? I was like, well, I am. I'm from Boston, born and raised, like Boston area, born and raised. She goes, wow, like you sound very, art- <laughs> you sound very articulate. Do you know what I said? What? I said, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like as if you've Why been practicing. Why? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I do some. I well, because I, my real answer is like both my parents have very thick Boston accents, but like I've done a lot of public speaking in my life, just and I think I'm just very conscious of it, and I've traveled a lot. So, but it, my answer was <laughs> I want a podcast. I don't know if subconsciously I was trying to promote you, the show. Did you do? Did you I, do like I do a lot of voice work? No, I don't know why I felt the need to say that. What was the reaction uh, to that? What do you think? Oh, nice. That's what it was. But she was like polite of her. Very she, polite. Yeah, very polite. Notice that she didn't say, what is it? <laughs> she did not say, what is it? Oh, no. That's bad. Why did I do that? As soon as I said it, I was like, oh, no. Not good. I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, did you say? Did you apologize that she got out of the car? Did I say I'm, I'm on a podcast? What I meant is I'm actually not from here. <laughs> and I'll, you'll never see me again. Don't. Five stars, do you, please. Bye. Yeah, not good. Uh, wow. Anyway, speaking of uh, five stars, yeah, uh, because you know I want those as an Uber yeah. driver. We also would love those as a as a podcast. Rodney. We would, and each week we've asked you to do a listener voice of the week to ask the listeners because really they could help the show a lot, gain popularity and exposure by giving us five star reviews. Mm. And you know, if you write something nice, that's just like icing on the cake because I love reading those. So, you know, character voice of the week, we've asked you to do to, you know, ask our listeners to, you know, help us out, give us a review. Um, and Rodney, this movie has Jesse Eisenberg. We talked about Zombieland, which has Jesse Eisenberg. So the character voice of the week I'm going to ask you to do is Liam Neeson. It makes no sense. I was so ready for Jesse Eisenberg. I know. I didn't want you to have any prep time. This actually Ivy and some of your other coworkers told me to, by the way, props to Ivy on the Vegas trip, the work trip. She was texting me pictures of like video of them asking you to do all the different character voices and then they put mark Wahlberg's picture on your name tag like, yeah great stuff ivy great stuff and you know and co ivy and co great stuff hey listen first of all ivy you've you've sold out to the devil that's the first that's the first thing welcome aboard p.s chet you are the devil <laughs> i don't know if you knew that but now now you do i'm aware liam neeson yep I have a particular set of skills, and for this set of skills, what I'm going to need you to do is call iTunes and let them know the podcast down the hall. You want to give them five stars, only five stars. You're being misleading. That's not And if you don't... (laughs) Don't call iTunes. (laughs) Call iTunes. My name is Liam Neeson. I know everything about how to get people out of bad situations. And then when you get back, come go on your computer, your, your, your desktop computer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this one. The reason I don't like it is because you've given me such intense eye contact this whole time. At least the other ones, you're just normal you with a voice. This one is really unnerving.
And on your Stop computer. Stop looking at me. I need you to find my daughter. She's lost in Europe. She's been taken. And once we can find her. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're able to find her, I will personally give you five stars. Good luck. <laughs> he doesn't say good luck. <laughs> the, bad, the bad guy says good luck. <laughs> Oh. Well, in mine, he's well both done. the good and bad guy. Now, was that from taking one, two, three, or four? <laughs> you gonna make your take it for granted joke again? We've take, done it before. Taking four, granted. <laughs> we've done we've done this joke before. I, yeah, I know. It's important to repeat jokes. If there's one thing I've learned in my life, if there's one thing that you've learned from me, it's say the joke louder <laughs> the second time, the second time, and even louder the third time, and then ask people if they heard it the fourth time. <laughs> All right, so uh, in this in this episode, usually we'll have gone to like the spoiler section of the episode where we break down our favorite scenes from the movie. Mm. But in a comedy like uh, romance coming of age movie, there's not really no. not a lot to spoil. They all die. They all they all <laughs> die. In fact, he was dead the whole time, mm. uh, and he's seeing, and they're all dead people. He's seeing dead people from the beginning. Mm. Did I watch the right movie? Anyway, I think that was so the one. We're gonna skip past um, our you know that part of the episode. There's really not much to spoil. We just want to say, great movie, a lot of fun. Um, I think the supporting cast is hilarious. You, you, if you, you can tolerate Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart long enough, I think you're going to like this movie. Mm, Jesse um, Eisenberg, here I am. Uh, is that your Jesse Eisenberg voice? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, sometimes you got to consider what the, what the different alternatives are, and then when, once you consider all the other different alternatives, then you got to consider. I mean, this is why we ended up doing podcasts. That's pretty good. That's actually pretty good, Jesse Eisenberg. Was That's it pretty good? You know, I listened to a, uh, a football I had no podcast plan of what I was going to say. That J- Jesse Eisenberg's cousin is one of the hosts, he, and he sounds like. And I didn't know that, yeah. and it's so weird because his name is Jamie Eisenberg, and he works for CBS, and he sounds like him. I didn't know that they were cousins, but I always thought, wow, he sounds like he kind of talks a lot like him. But like cousins, that's not a thing. Like if it was if it was a sibling, that could explain it. But cousins, you're barely related. I feel like I feel like yeah, you're, if you're you not sharing traits. Like, you know you, I mean? Yeah, but the way you speak, I feel like is more to do with if you like, grew up around each other, maybe. Yeah. But I, so anyway, it was just a funny connection because I knew that was his last name, obviously, and I just thought, wow, he is an annoying talker. Mm. And it turns out they're cousins. Well, yeah, turns out they're um, cursed. Well, yeah, you know, I don't know. What are you What are you gonna do? You know. Um, but anyway, so uh, you can find us on Twitter. At Down the Hall, guys. You can join us each week. Hopefully you will, uh, where we help you take back movie night. Next week, Lyndon will be back with us. We have a bounce back episode, the band back together. We haven't done a recording, all three of us, in weeks. Because I think the last two episodes that all three of us were on, we recorded way ahead of time. Way ahead of time. Rodney is air guitaring and <laughs> swaying to the fake music he's making. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us on Twitter, at Down the baby. Hall, guys. You can go to our website, scroll down, and recommend a movie for us, which is downthehallpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, on something called the gram uh and uh yeah if i'm not forgetting anything rodney i think we can sign off sign on just remember my music ain't never fake baby <laughs>